Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me say hello to my colleague in uh, British Columbia at Global News, Simon Little, a BC online journalist. And uh, if you were reading globalnews.ca this morning, then you saw Simon's story about another atmospheric river to hit British Columbia and northern British Columbia uh, this weekend. It's what Simon, thank you very much for taking the time. What's the situation as far as that's concerned, and what's the level of concern? Yeah, so, uh, you know, th- I, it, it feels like this is fairly precautionary, uh, given what we saw last week. Uh, atmospheric rivers aren't totally, are, are reasonably common out here, and they're not, all, they're not usually this destructive, but uh, people are on high alert now. So there is some concern about um, flooding because of snow melt in the inland areas of the north coast. Uh, there's big wind warnings, and there's a lot of snow on the way there as well. Uh, and then there's additional concern that this system uh, is forecast to move down the coast uh, into the southern part of BC, and it will have significantly weakened by then. But um, you know, any extra rain at this point in some of these areas that we're dealing with, particularly uh, Abbotsford in the Lower Mainland here, which um, remains heavily flooded in the Sumas Prairie, is of a concern. And we've got, you know, that area, they're, they're working as fast as they can to repair some uh, damaged dikes. Uh, and, uh, you know, if that work can't get done before uh, more rain shows up down here, it uh, could be a real pickle. Yeah, I was going to ask you what the situation is in the province as far as preliminary recovery from last weekend's storms uh, is concerned. It is starting to take to take some level of shape, is it not? But a long way to go. It is, uh, and, and you're right. It is going to be a long time. Uh, some of the major highways, um, you know, the Trans Canada Highway and uh, the Coquihalla Highway, which connects, is the main is the, the, these days the main connector between the Lower Mainland and Interior BC, uh, could be, you know, weeks is optimistic, and more like months to get those repaired. Um, as of Friday, uh, or pardon me, as of yesterday, uh, they have opened a second road route between the Lower Mainland and the Interior. Initially, there was none. The, the Vancouver was completely cut off. Uh, so now we've got uh, two highway routes, but they're both uh, smaller highways. Um, one of them has single-lane alternating traffic in sections. Uh, the other one is restricted to, uh, so that no commercial vehicles can go on it. Uh, you're looking at, you know, 10 hours to do what used to be a five-hour drive. Uh, but you can get out of the city now, and goods are starting to move, uh, essential traffic only. Okay, so that I understand and we understand the geographic reality, those of us who don't, aren't in British Columbia, where many of us have been to the province, love it. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. You people live in paradise. I mean, it's, no, it's been, I know it's been a really tough week, and it'll be tough sledding for some time ahead. But so we understand the geographic reality. This atmospheric river that is threatening northern British Columbia, is any of it impacted? Did I hear you say that it could impact uh, centers that have already been devastated, like Abbotsford? Yeah, so basically uh, this system is meant to come in and hit the north coast um, starting today, uh, and then it's supposed to push down the coast. Um, so moving from up uh, Prince Rupert, Haida Gwaii, up there by the Alaska Panhandle kind of area, and then down through the central coast and eventually uh, end at the, the uh, south coast, uh, well, you know, the lower mainland, the Metro Vancouver, Fraser Valley, um, and they're expecting it to weaken significantly by then. So we would not be seeing anything like we saw last weekend, uh, but it will bring moisture. It will bring rain. Um, and so the concern there is is more precipitation in some of these areas that are still flooded. And, um, you know, like Abbotsford there that, that I was mentioning, they've got the, you know, about 120 troops of the Canadian Armed Forces and helicopters and uh, heavy equipment that have joined local contractors. And they are literally racing the, cro- the clock out there 
to uh, repair a broken dike. And uh, the, that broken dike is the, the main reason that that uh, Sumas Prairie area, the agricultural area, it used to be a lake 100 years ago, uh, is flooded because that dike is, is, is down. Uh, and water that's flowing across the border from the United States from a uh, flooded river there is, is what's getting in. So they are rushing and racing to get that dike repaired um, ahead of what is anticipated to be more rain later this week. And again, not like what we saw last weekend, but at this point, any additional rain, especially if it comes in a, you know, a, a short period of time uh, rather than distributed over a few days, uh, could be a real, a real headache for them and real problem. Yeah, just want to alert our listeners uh, on the Chorus Radio Network that we're waiting for a news conference uh, to begin, which will feature, I believe, five federal ministers, including the Minister for Public Safety, Bill Blair, Minister Anand, Minister Alcabra, uh, Minister Qualtrough, and Minister Gilbo, with an update, a uh, federal government upstate, update rather, on the state of emergency in British Columbia. What about the daily supplies? I'm speaking with Simon Little, Global News, British Columbia online journalist. Uh, Simon, what about uh, the issue of daily supplies of life availability? We had some conversation about that yesterday on this program, and we heard that in some areas the store shelves were empty. There was difficulty getting what was required. There was also that 30-liter maximum that is, I don't know whether that was arbitrary or, or just recommended as far as getting gasoline is concerned. How's that? How's that shaping up? Yeah, so the, let's start with the gas. Um, that is an order. It is mandatory, um, but uh, like a lot of the orders that we've seen with COVID-19, um, it does kind of rely on people um, following the rules. It's difficult to enforce that. Um, basically, the problem with the gasoline is that the Trans Mountain Pipeline, which provides uh, probably you know 70 to 90% of uh, all of the, the fuel used by um, the motorists in this area, uh, is still shut down, and it's supposed to be shut down until the end of next week. Um, and as a result, uh, you know, there's, the region only has a, a, a fuel supply, a strategic fuel supply of, say, four or five days. Um, the, as that is running out, uh, the issue is conserving fuel for uh, emergency and essential vehicles. So that's why the order came down. It's for 10 days. Um, <clears throat> I spoke with a fuel analyst yesterday who believes it will last, uh, you know, two weeks or longer, um, given the, uh, the what it'll take to restart the pipeline and then actually get refining and get the or or redistributing all of the fuel, um, we have seen gas station lineups. It, it it is the exception, not the rule, that some stations are running out. Uh, but we have seen uh, it's sort of a, a psychological thing here that when people heard that restriction, uh, I think some people took it to mean I better get some now before there's none left. Um, and so we did see a little bit of people rushing to the pumps. Um, Right now, uh, you know, the, the gas stations that are empty is the minority, but it is, you know, we have had reports of that. Um, there's been a similar thing with the grocery stores in some areas where um, people have kind of rushed and have been doing some hoarding. Uh, the Premier actually came out last week and said, please don't hoard, you don't need to. Uh, with these highways reopened, we are starting to see goods uh, moving again, but it is slower and a reduced capacity. And in some areas like Merritt, um, and there's, you know, parts of the southern interior that really remain the most affected by these broken highways. Um, there's no doubt that there's, you know, a difficulty getting supplies uh, into some of those areas. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you speak about this because one of my guests yesterday was the previous Premier of British Columbia, Ujjal Dessange, who also was the Federal Minister of Health. 
Uh, and and we talked about and the premier, former premier, talked about readiness in the province, being prepared for these sorts of disasters. And the sense I had from uh, Premier Dosange was that maybe the province could have done a better job in being ready uh, for what what happened, at least have, have contingency plans better in place. Has there been discussion about that? Is that an issue of, of some contention in British Columbia, or is, is that one going to be wait, waiting for a while? I think that is going to be a big topic of conversation in the weeks and months ahead. Um, we have uh, seen some uh, of those types of questions being asked um, you know, and people going back to reports um, on, you know, disaster readiness, uh, floodplain preparedness and things like that. But the priority right now has really been on, um, you know, first, the life safety questions. Um, second, you know, the agriculture has been really heavily impacted right. uh, and getting the, uh, the critical supply of goods uh, and fuel moving. So we're still kind of in that phase. Um, but There'll be a lot of questions about this. And, you know, it's not my place to assess on whether they did a good job or a bad job. Um, that's something that, you know, as, as the media, we will cover all, all sides as we go forward. But, um, you know, there, there's fair questions to be asked. And there's also fair questions to be asked about, you know, regardless okay, of Okay, Simon, Simon I'm going to interrupt you because apparently we can go to the news conference in Ottawa right, right now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.